0: The decorations do not minimize the uh, size of the sukkah um, in terms of the height. So whether it's making it from above ten be less than ten and or above twenty to less than twenty, make it kosher. It just doesn't do it. But on the side, it does minimize. it, we had a little bit of a question of uh, we said earlier that the branches sticking down does ruin the sukkah, and we gave you know different answers why that makes a difference. Uh, in any case, let us go ahead and go right into the gemara. The gemara and we're going to start with the following line. Um, Okay, itmar. First word on the line, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines down, itmar. Itmar. Noi sukkah, muflagim arba. If you have the noi, the decoration of the sukkah that is more than four tfachim away from the it's Muflagim yimena arba is distance from it at least four. Rav Nachman Amr, Kshay Rav Nachman says it's kosher. Rav Chista, Rav Rav Huna, Amri Chista, say it is not kosher. Once it's more than four t'vachim away, then it's not considered to be secondary. It's not considered to be tuffled to the s'rach. And once it's that far away, it could actually be a barrier between you and the s'rach and invalidate the entire thing. Rav Chista, Here's a story. So again, the two that were the Machmirim, the ones that said that if it's more than four Tzvachim away, it's not kosher, they arrived in the house of the Rishka Lusa. And I guess Rav Nachman was in charge over there. He's the rabbinic presence in the house of the Rish And Rav Nachman put his two guests to sleep in a sukkah that is noy with four tvachim away. Ishtiku and they, who we would have expected to be machmer, ishtiku were quiet. Velo amrule velo midi, did not say anything. Seemingly, that they either changed their mind or just accepted his position that it's okay to sleep underneath things that are more than four tf- tefachim tf- tf- away from the schar. Good. Says so, Gemara. Amrulahu. Rav said to them, "Hader behu rabbanon mishmasayu. Did you rabbis go back on? Did you change your pesach? You go back on your pesach?" which is a little bit funny. I still find the story a little bit funny. He's the one who put them to sleep there. I mean, if I, if I, I just had this past Shabbos, I hosted one of the Rosh Hashiva for a suit of this past Shabbos. I knew he had certain chumras. And like, would I intentionally not serve him the food that he eats? And when he starts eating, I say to him, I thought you don't eat that. <laughs> like, like, it's like a little bit funny, right? Or if Nachman here knows that they don't s- s- go to sukkahs like this, he put them in that sukkah and then he said to them, "Why are you going to the sukkah? You don't hold up that." So I'm assuming maybe it just has to be that he, again. He's not the one who built the sukkah. Or he's not the one who's in charge. And that's the only option that he had. But he's still, the maestro, was going to see: Are they going to sit in it or not? I just find it a little bit. Did you hear my question? Yeah. It's like a little bit interesting, but fine. Paul never came back. Paul, where are you? Okay, so Amrulay. So they answer back to him: "Anon shluche mitzvah. No, we are shluche mitzvah. We a never bother a and therefore, a and therefore don't learn anything from it. We're sleeping in the sukkah just because it's a nice place to sleep. But the maisa, the maisah, um, you know, it's all good because we don't have to sleep in the sukkah at all. We're mitzvah, so it's totally fine." Um, Amr of Yehuda, I, I do wonder in this particular case also: is their answer? We're and therefore we can be more makeal, But it's better to sleep here than nowhere else. Or are they saying like, no, it's not kosher at all? It's just like, who cares? It's like I'm not, the second one, yeah. yeah, could be. Like sometimes, like you know, if you have a machlekes, again, b'diavud or shatzat you go hold the other shita. So they said to themselves, well, there's no other option. So we can either sleep in a house or sleep in a sukkah that we don't really hold of, but it's like somewhat kosher. Hear you know the question? So it could be that one. I don't know. There's a big hack right now when it comes to, um, when it comes to Zoom and PERM that they're about to be discussing. Can you be Yotseh McGill over PERM? And uh, the answer is, like, you really, 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 really can't. So I, I get emails from almost every shul in town. Just to like to see what's going on, different ideas, whatever it is. And some shuls mention Zoom as like a last option. Um, some shuls don't mention Zoom at all. And I saw that, for example, Oratore had a very, like, he, he worded it very carefully. He said, watching on Zoom is just a little bit better than not hearing the McGill at all. Like, he wrote it out very clearly that, like, you must get the shul, you must get some other option of hearing the McGill. You have to read it yourself. You have to do all these other things. If you absolutely cannot do anything else in the world, and the only option left is nothing, fine, listen on Zoom. But you have to realize you're not being you know, like, he wrote it, I mean, I'm making it more stark, but like he said it, you know, like a nice balance, so to speak. But again, it kind of reminds you that sometimes in life, when you're stuck and you have no other option, it's better to do what I don't really hold of than do nothing, because there's maybe something you're being Yotze. Like, over here as well, I don't know if they're saying that, like, okay, I don't really to the sukkah but it's you know maybe 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 the luck is like them and they might as well sleep here but again i don't know which way it is yeah i mean it's not it's not you're not there you're not well the we the way the way sound travels through technologies. you're not hearing you're not hearing the sound uh, it's yeah yeah it's being, being processed, it's being and, processed like, and then spit back out again but you're not hearing the sound directly yeah. You have to hear it. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, so why not the same thing with a microphone? You, sh- you shouldn't use microphones. Really? The, the big hack is, is, is uh, hearing aids. Uh, the big hack is hearing aids. And that's, again, that's a little bit of a cool that they have in place. But it happens to be that Lamyza Lamyza, if someone has a hearing aid and they're capable of hearing it's just hard for them, it's, it is much better to take them off and go close than it is to hear a hearing aid
1: there was a much one year because of the dome in the basement a little bit of an echo
0: because it's an echo uh-huh so if you're reading the Megillah, and you hear it from the echo right now, you're not hearing it from the right 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 it's a big issue right if someone's on was the greatest expert when it came to technology and sound and he was very, very machmir. And he actually was so confident in his pesach, he said, anyone who's meikul doesn't really understand how technology works. <laughs> um, you know, like, and he's, he's the most humble person in the world. But he really, and the cool part about him knowing so much about it is he was uh, in his 30s when he started researching it, but his mother had to get hearing aids. And as aim, he spent months researching the sugya to make sure Kuchi Kanshi, Shabbos, you know, all the different details about it. So it's very interesting. I just got to hear I'm, I'm totally sidetracking, but I got a hearing aid child last week. I did not realize the technology today. The average hearing aid nowadays is also Bluetooth-enabled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you might as well. Like, you might have AirPods. Like, you have that, and it also connects to your TV. You could stream straight through your TV. But they have rechargeable hearing aids and unrechargeable rechargeable hearing aids. And someone called me up and said, I have to get a hearing aid. It's a... It's a a lady in her 40s, young, but she has to get hearing aids. And uh, she wanted to know, can she get the rechargeable? The charge only lasts 18 hours. What am I supposed to do on a two-day or three-day hunt? Is there any halakhic way I'm allowed to charge my hearing aid, or should I just stick with the batteries? And the batteries just end up being much more expensive because you have to change them. <laughs> I called an expert, uh, a, uh, what's it called? What are they called? Oh, gosh, audiologist. So I called an audiologist, and she said, well, will the person be streaming and Bluetoothing a lot? Because if so, she'll have to change her battery every few days. You know, so it's like a huge difference these two things. But again, there's no no way right now that Alpiyalacha you could charge you could charge the hearing aid in the middle of Shabbos. They, they have like real cheap tell her to get the cheap options with the batteries for y- Yom Tiff and Shabbos, and just have the right. Ones okay. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're definitely exploring those types of things. You know, it definitely. Southern what cheap hearing aids you're saying? Yeah. Could you just take it out and put another one in? Have two. Um, and you said one that's fully charged. I think they're expensive. I think that's what it is. You know, she was looking at the insurance. She was looking They're definitely very expensive. The $50 ones, I wonder if they, you know, they'll do it for her. Probably you, you, they're probably also like the big clunky ones that like stick out of your ear or whatever it is. It's Either way. Um, the mic- with the microphone, right? Do yes. they so that's not a problem because you're with the minion anyways. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're with the minion. Mean, I mean, the, the, yeah, the main, the main, yeah, that's basically what it is. Is that you know there there should have been ten people that heard him without the microphone, and the microphone was just enhancing to include other people with it. Mm-hmm. There's a very famous. We, we did the Good Morning Alexandria when with the, with the lifting of the flags, You didn't hear anything, but you're in the room with the minion. Right. And what? All right. Yeah. So. A lot of discussion. Either way, I just uh, kind of sidetracked to that. Um, so says the Gemara Veiter. I feel bad that Paul never came back. I, don't know, I, don't know why I never came back. Stand, you? Did you got you, you, you? He got insulted? I, I, I had to go. I had to go back on the Zoom, but I was able to get back on in a second. Okay, right. almost done. Okay, so says the Gemara Shluchim and that's why we're being megal. Okay. Are what did Rav Nachman really think? In other words, he he was smart enough to know that there's were mitzvah, that they weren't going to, like, you know... So you're like, asking the other way. You're like, wh- wh- why was he so surprised there's was mitzvah? He <laughs> you knew there's were mitzvah. Yeah, he, he, he knew he would know himself. He was traveling. He'd be, he'd be potter, so he, he was not going to make him a chaat. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, the, 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 big, the big question is... Let's look at Tessus for a second. Like Tosas to, to is, to is very interesting. Like to, Rashi just simply says, "Why were they Shulchan Mitzvah? Because there's a mitzvah to see your Rebbe and they're going to the mitzvah of seeing the reish So they're engaged in the mitzvah of uh, of of, of seeing the reish It almost sounds like Tosas does not say the same thing as Rashi. Look at Rashi. One line Rashi. It's like half a line Rashi. Very short. Shulchan Mitzvah. No, you see that right? Ra- that, that's how the Tosas on the bottom. Shulchan Mitzvah. And no, you see it on the bottom. He doesn't seem to say the same thing as Rashi. He seems to say that they, they were telling him, by the way, there's other mitzvahs that we want to do. We don't know what those are. That if we would go and try to find another sukkah, we would miss out on those mitzvahs and try to get another sukkah. It's a whole different story. Because at that, according to Tosos, they didn't know that it was, they were shuluchim mitzvah. They were saying back then. By the way, oh, you don't know. There's other mitzvahs we want to do, but if we get busy looking for another sukkah, now we're not going to be able to do them. It Doesn't say what they are. If it was the fact they were visiting the Rish he knew they were visiting the Yesh Kallusa. The morning almost the between and There's a mitzvah to visit the Rish Yeah. What's the mitzvah of visiting the Rish So Rashi defines it as part of the mitzvah. There is a mitzvah to visit your rebbe on the regal. It's like a, there's an Indian to visit the Rebbe and the Regal, there's a lot of Gemaras and Mishnais that talk about going outside the Tzchum to visit your Rebbe, all these different types of things, visiting the Rebbe and the Regal. The question of the Reish Galusa, I'm, I'm not a historian, I don't know if anyone is a historian here, but Reish was certainly a figurehead in the community. Um, he wasn't always necessarily the Gadol HaDor. No, so usually not. It was the exception right, the Hador, but yeah. A lot of times they were just bribes into office. Right. So, that's a, so I'm wondering if, the, if that's part of the mythological between Rashi and Toysos over here, is that Rashi's like, visiting the Rish Lusa, a mitzvah. Toysos is like, no, it's not necessarily a mitzvah. So they were just saying to him, we have all the mitzvahs we need to do, we can't go traveling and look for a sukkah right now. Which Toysos would answer Stan's question much easier. Like, why do Rabbi Nachman not know there's a if, like If everyone knows visiting the Rishka is a mitzvah, then don't ask a question on them. But if it's, they had a hidden agenda they didn't he didn't know about, then it makes more sense to say that you know, he didn't know. So, so Stan possibly like Toysos, basically. Okay, good. Um, okay, fine. So either Amish Bukhimitz Anon and Peturim and Asukah. Amar or Yehuda Amar Shmuel. Okay, oh gosh, starting this right now? Okay, let's just start it. <laughs> let's go. That's what we can. Uh, says the Gemara as follows Amar or Yehuda Amr Shmuel. You're allowed to sit in Akilah and Asukah. Akilah is a four-post bed that has a loosely attached cover on it. You're allowed to sleep inside a kila in a sukkah, even though it has a roof, which means even though it has a flat roof, you're allowed to sleep underneath a kila. Vuhu, but we add a caveat over here. Vuhu, on condition that it's not ten tefachim high. If it's ten tefachim high, even though um, you know at that point it's going to be a problem. So as the Gemara. Tashma we have another source that says that if you sleep inside a kila in a sukkah you do not fulfill your obligation so we start off with a very strong statement you can't go inside a kila on Shabbos and all of a sudden we have another source that says you cannot so answer the more of the answer we expected to say, Hakhamai and Here, what we're dealing with, Asar, that it is ten tavachim high. When it's ten tavachim high, that's when the Bryce says you cannot sleep in Akilah. When it's less than ten tavachim high, that's when you, when you can sleep inside Akilah. we're going to challenge the psak we just said. So we had learned in the very first mishnah that if you sleep under, oh, the very first mishnah, second paragraph actually, um, if you sleep underneath a bed in a sukkah, you do not fulfill your obligation. Um, seemingly. This bed is less than ten tefachim, so we see a flat roof even less than ten tefachim is problematic, seemingly. Because in our answers, Hatirgam Ashmol already established and translated that Mishnah to mean the mitzvah In fact, that the bed is ten high. So we're sticking with our guns right now that a flat surface on top of you is only a problem is ten tefachim high. But if it's not ten tfachim, it's not going to be a problem. Says Oh, Shapir, Agabi Kinofos, Psula, our very own Mishnah just now, an Adafago said, if you put it on top of Kinofos, which is a four-post bed, it's going to be Puzzle. Right? Now, click that is when it's two. It's not flat. But when it's Kinofos, when it's four, it's Puzzle. So we have to give the same exact answer. When our Mishnah says that it's no good to sleep under the four-post bed is because it is a ten-tefaf area. Says the Gemara, very nice answer, But we have another b'risa that touches up our Mishnah, that the Mishnah, when it says you can't sleep under kinofos, in fact, it's less than ten. So that ruins our whole mahalach. It ruins our whole approach. What does it say? Tanya says in the shnayim. What's the definition on naklitin? That's two. The kinofos are and kinofos is when you have four posts. Agabi kinofos. If you put it on top of the kinofos, is no good. Agabi naklitin If you put it on top of the naklitin, which is two, it is good. But listen to this. It's very clear. When is it okay? When it's two posts when the two posts are not ten tzvachim, but once is ten tzvachim, then even the two posts is not good. Which the clear diach is, is the four one was always no good. Right? That's a very clear diach. It says four is no good, two is good. But even the two is no good when it's more than ten. Which sounds like the four is always no good, even if it's less than ten. So again, that's the more The Gemara is right now. Michlal, we can infer from this brayso the kinofos afal pisha that even though they're not ten, they're going to be a problem. So again, the question on the table we have right now is as follows: We started off with a very clear statement: a kilo you can sleep underneath, but we established it has to be at least ten t'vachim high. And we went with a bunch of questions saying, that when you have a flat roof, even less than 10 Tvacim is a problem. Less than 10 so every time we had we got out of it. The, the bed is 10. And we tried to say the Kinofos in our mission was also 10, but the price says otherwise. So now we have a Steera, that Kinofos, which is a flat roof on a bed, less than 10 talking, is a problem. But Kila, which is a flat roof on top of a bed, is only a problem if it's more than 10 Tvacim. So what's the difference between Kila and Kinofos? That Kila has to be 10, and Kinofos can be even less than 10. Very, bas- very straightforward. Is there, is there a difference between... And I think we're going to answer that right now. Oh. Yeah. Answer the Gemara, shiny kinofos. Kinofos are different. <laughs> shiny kinofos, the kvi'i, because they're more kavua. Now kavua here, this is where the Gemara gets a little bit confusing, because we've used the word kavua throughout the Masechla many times by Deir's Keva, Deir's Arai, whatever it is. Kavua here is a little bit different than we meant by in general when it comes to sukkah. By sukkah was like, so to speak, length of time, of how long you plan on using it for. Here... Um, we're saying that it's kavua, which means it's strongly attached. Like the di- like this. Yeah, this like unscrews very. I mean, I wonder if this even does count as strongly attached. These are screwed in. Like, these are, like, this, this could stand here forever. And knowing our shul, it, will. it could. <laughs> <laughs> Many shuls. You know, unless someone decides to move something, it will stay in the exact spot forever. But uh, the point being is, is that, um, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know how to define permanently attached, but let's just say you literally, like, let's say the, the, it wasn't even screwed in, let's say it was like, it's just like resting on each other or whatever it is. So uh, a keela is where you rest the roof on top of the poles. It's not screwed in, it's not nailed in, it's not permanently attached in any way, but Kinofus is where like, like, when you go to bed stores, again, it's not so common anymore. People care to do this anymore. But they have four-post beds with covers on them. But the covers you add to them are, like, permanent. They could be there forever, literally. That's the way they're meant to be made. So the difference between a kila and a kinophos is, is that a kila is, te- is not, it's not, temporary is not the right word. It's not as strongly built. And therefore, it's only a problem with more than ten vachim. But the kinofos of our Mishnah is strongly built with a, with, with, Kvias is not linked to time, but like, it's more like um, wet. give me a good word, help me out over here. It's not wedged in, but it's like it's, it's, it's strongly built, whatever. Yeah. It's strongly built and therefore it's probably less than 10. Simple as that. Um, okay. Now okay, let's read one more line. We'll probably the chaz a little bit next to mine. Vahari sukkah al-gabi sukkah to but a sukkah on top of a sukkah where the top sukkah is Kavua. So again, this is where it gets confused with Kavua because the sukkah is not so very dear as keva. But a sukkah, when you build a sukkah, you, you, it has to be like, built strong. You can't build it that it's going to literally be flimsy and fall down. A sukkah on top of a sukkah, for Amar Shmuel, and Shmuel said just a moment ago, the only way that a sukkah on top of a sukkah, the top arm is the bottom one, is if it's ten Tvachim. So, one second over here. If you're telling me that you cannot sleep underneath a Kinofos when it's less than ten because it's Kavua, so you're saying that things that are less than 10 have significance. So why in a Aleph when it was a sukkah on top of a sukkah, does the top sukkah only ruin the bottom of the sukkah if it's ten taqim? It should be that even less than ten twaqim. It's significant. That's the that's the question on the table. So which answer is Amri, Hassan the la mythsal sukkah So he says, you know, these are two these are two different things. One thing is, are you creating an ohel? The other thing is, um, are you um, able to disqualify another structure? So those are two totally different halachas. The Gemara says that hasam, de la sukkah, when you're trying to disqualify another sukkah, that that has to be ten. But halacha, We just want to make it an ohel. It has to have a din of an ohel, a din of a tent. It doesn't have to be a sukkah even. Even less than ten counts as an ohel to make it that you're not inside the sukkah, you're underneath the tent. Okay, so we'll have to pick it up from there, but that is it for today.